Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlson. In today's episode, I want to talk about professionalism. So I wear a button-down shirt every day, and that's kind of a holdover from my time being an attorney. I used to wear a suit every day, and even when I was in law school, I would wear a suit every day. And people thought it was a little strange that I would wear a suit every day. And here I am, like, I'm supposed to be an attorney someday, and everybody else is wearing hoodies and sweats. Like, how, like how am I the strange one by wearing a suit and you're all dressed down? And it got me thinking a little bit about, you know, that, that phrase, you know, dress for the job that you want, not the one that you have. And I often see a lot of people complaining about their station in life. You know, they don't have a good enough job, they're not making enough money, or they're, they're this or that. And they, they live this, this lie that they should be further along when they're not taking steps to act like the person who, who is further along. That may require you to dress up more. That may require you to, to uh, observe your language and make sure that you're not cursing and swearing all the time or, or you know, saying flippant things or being disrespectful. Um, it could be not having a face full of metal or you know, stuff like that. But uh, more specifically, it's about the manner that you're acting. And that's, that's what I, I bring up, professionalism. Because you know, I, I see a lot of people kind of in, especially in the gaming space, acting as if they're, they're owed something. They, they act like the, a, a job or a boss is treating them unfairly, even though they're, they're completely unwilling to observe themselves and see whether it's, it's them acting in a, in a way that's not appropriate. And uh, I start with, you know, manner of dress because that's kind of one like the, the easiest clues because, you know, we, we say don't judge a book by its cover, right? Well, everybody judges people based on how they look. It's just, it's part of human nature. We observe our environment, we make a, a quick judgment about it, and then we move on with our lives. We do the same thing with people. When we see someone who looks, you know, in ratty clothes and they got long hair and they're not shaved and, and they look all dirty and nasty, we assume that they may be like homeless or they're not caring for themselves. Um, likewise, when you see someone like perfectly manicured, like a newly pressed suit that fits perfectly and they got the big gold watch and the perfectly kept, you know, graying, like combed out hair, we kind of assume that they may be making a lot of money. They're doing fairly well for themselves. And those are just natural assumptions that we make. And, you know, you can use that power to your advantage, especially if you're looking to move up in life. I know, um, a lot of gamers, aren't just gamers, right? They're gamerpreneurs in some, in some sense. They're, they have a job, they're starting a business, but they're still kind of trying to live that life of the, I'm a grungy you know, basement dweller gamer because that's how I have to look in order to fit in. But is that true? Like who, who's your audience? Um, just last night, we had um, David Tyerman come on and gave a presentation about branding and presenting yourself and, and asking who, what exactly is the business you're in? And uh, he didn't give this example, but I'm going to use this example because um, I'll let him speak for himself. But you know, Ray Kroc, the uh, guy who you know took over McDonald's, he didn't found the original McDonald's. He took over McDonald's. Um, he was asked. Uh, he asked a, a group of college students one day, you know, what business do you think I'm in? And they all like, oh yeah, hamburgers, right? You sell hamburgers. He's like, no, that's not the business I'm in. I'm in the business of real estate. I go out and buy a whole bunch of real estate and then I, I franchise out McDonald's locations to rent my land from me. And that's where I'm making most of my money. And 
the kids are like, wow, and it's so true. Like, do you even really know what business you're actually in? If you're, if you're an online streamer, as an example, you're not in the business of playing video games. That's not it. You're in the entertainment business. You're there to entertain people. And if you're entertaining people, they're going to follow you. They're going to subscribe to you. They're going to give you money. They're going to buy from you. But if you don't understand that that's what you're really there for, you're not going to be a very good streamer. And a lot of them, I mean, there's millions and millions of streamers out there. They're just sitting there playing video games, talking about the game, you know, not understanding that it's, it's supposed to be an act. It's supposed to be something entertaining. Likewise, in business, you know, a lot of people think that they're in the, the business of selling an app when that's not really the business that they're in. Maybe they're in the business of relieving someone's uh, aches and, and pains. You know, um, as an example, um, uh, like Tinder, right? Tinder is not in the business of selling an app. They make their money when they sell the app or when they, they sell the ads in the app, but they're in the business of bringing love to the world. So you have to really consider what is the business you're really in. And then once you're in that business, then you have to start figuring out the professional side of it. How am I supposed to look in order to convey this message that I'm putting out? How am I supposed to act in order to put this message that I'm putting out? I mean, there's bands like uh, Green Day, I'm dating myself. Green Day was like a grunge band, right? They, they were trying to be um, this, this kind of, like uh, rebellious spirit kind of band. And so because of that, they had to look the part. Now, ZZ Top, if they looked like Green Day, they wouldn't sell to their audience. ZZ Top is, looks or needs to look a little bit more like country, even though they're rock and roll, it's kind of, you know, right? So, you know, what is the business that you're in? And then how do you go about looking the part of the professional, acting the part of the professional? Um, for the, uh, the video thumbnail I have for this video, I have myself in my, uh, my rainbow vest. It's actually my, uh, it's my, my Facebook profile picture. I love that picture so much of me because that was the picture I took back when I was on the board of a record label. I own a purple suit and I, um, my, uh, my rap name is, uh, purple white. And I, I wrote a couple of raps. Uh, I never, I never actually, uh, ended up publishing them because why, all right? Um, but in that world, I had to look a certain part and I wasn't gonna look too far from myself. Like, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm me, right? I, I can't change too much about what I look like and, and how I act, it's just it's who I am. Um, but I can at least kind of throw on a persona that, that tilts me in the direction of what people expect. And because I had these clothes and because I was able to act a certain way and talk a certain way, um, I was more accepted in that environment, more accepted in that community. I was still an attorney back at that time. Like the, the record label was renting office space from me. I had a, a virtual office location that I rented out and I gave them space for free. They were allowed to operate their entire record label out of my office. Uh, and when their, their crew would come in, they they knew me. They would all. They were all very professional. Honestly, <laughs> they they treated me very professionally. They would call me a uh, Mr. Carlton. Um, but you know, here I am in my purple suit, going by purple white, and they're like, "Oh, thank you, Mr. Carlton." <laughs> um, but they they to some extent, I think they respected me because I was willing to play their game in the world that they understood. And you have to do the same. Like, just because you're a gamer does not mean you can't be a gamerpreneur. 
you have to understand that you can be something more than that label, that stereotype, that stigma of being a gamer. Go be whatever it is you want to be. Just understand that you kind of have to play the game of whatever that means. So whatever kind of business environment you want to get into, you got to play the part. If you want to open a skate shop, you know, skateboards and scooters, then you got to kind of act and talk and walk like a skater or a skateboarder or a scooter, like a, a BMX guy, right? You've got our girl. There's plenty of girls. Trust me. I, I did a bit in that work too. Um, you got to be in that space acting like your audience in order to fit in. I, my business in the gaming space is not video games. I, my business is business marketing and sales. I'm here to train on business marketing and sales. I'm here to find other gamerpreneurs who want to learn these things, who want to be business people and act like business people and, and, and receive the respect due to a business person because now they're going to start treating themselves like that. They're gonna start dressing like that, talking, them, uh, talking out loud like a business person. That's about using business jargon. And if I just, you know, threw on my, my um, I have a uh, uh, two girls, one up cup. If I throw on my two girls, one up, uh, one up shirts, right? Um, that's my two girls, one up shirt. I, uh, if I threw that on, it says something different about who I am and what I'm portraying as opposed to my button down shirt. I, I want to come across as more professional. Maybe I will start, you know, uh, changing up how I look. Um, I, I will see. That's, that's just, I'll talk to David Tyron, my branding guy, <laughs> see, see if that's appropriate. Um, but that's another point. You know, if you want to be professional and have, you know, that level of professionalism, you really need to seek out mentors, find someone who's in the space who understands where you're going to and ask them like, what should I be doing? How should I be acting? Don't make it the end all be all of who you are. Like when it, it ultimately comes down to it, you need to be you and you will find your audience that resonates with you. But that doesn't mean that you should be completely oblivious to kind of the general scene, you know, what, what's expected in this area. And once you know what's expected, you can start carving out your, your place in that area. Um, there's a, a great book that you should definitely look into. It's called Blue Ocean Strategy. And I don't remember the authors, I apologize. Um, but they talk about these different companies that walked into an, a space, looked around and said, I'm not going to be like everybody else or even marginally different or, you know, even substantially different. I'm going to be my own space in this industry. And like, that is a viable strategy. It's a great long-term strategy when it hits. Uh, the, the thing about blue ocean strategies is most people don't really understand what they're doing when it comes to blue ocean strategy. Um, and they, they do it wrong. And, and because of that, they, they're outside of the norm when they're trying to act within the norm and they don't think they are. And it, it doesn't look good on them and it, they ultimately fail. So if you're going to go for a blue ocean strategy, you really do need to like find something completely novel, something, so, so, some area or market or uh, product that's just so different that it creates its own market, basically. Um, I like to think that in the gaming space, I have done that myself. Or, and I, I've actually found one or two people who are, are trying to start to make headway here now. Um, that have started just the past couple months. So it's really cool to see like these other people like doing what I'm doing in this space. And I in no way feel threatened. Like I have no, no concerns whatsoever because there's so many people in the gaming space. Like I, ah, there's just so much 
market potential here that I like, there's no competition, you know, you know, with streamers, you know, they, they act like there's a lot of competition. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people playing video games. Like if you're currently playing Valorant, um, this is May 14th, 2020. If you're currently playing Valorant, there's something like 500,000 other streamers also playing Valorant just on Twitch, let alone all the other platforms. If you want to be found playing Valorant, you're not going to do it on the Twitch platform, on the Mixer platform, on the Facebook platform. You have to already have your audience. Now, if you already have your audience and you have these marketing methods of of reaching out to these people, letting them know what you're doing, they're going to come watch you regardless of what else is going on. It doesn't matter how many other people are out there playing, your audience wants to see you and that's branding. So, you know, I'm trying to come back to professionalism because depending on what you're doing, you are going to have a different level of professionalism. It's gonna look different for you and your market. But really take some time to consider what that means. What does that look like? How are you supposed to act? How are you supposed to talk? How are you supposed to engage with your people? And not necessarily in relation to other people and what they're doing. Just kind of know what your market is looking for. Don't, don't worry about the competition. Worry about the market, worry about your audience, because your audience will ultimately be the arbiters of whether you succeed. They are voting with their wallets. That's what the market does. They, when, when someone is impressed enough with you that they're gonna pull out their credit card and buy embers or stars or bits or whatever, they are telling you that they approve of what you're doing and you should do it some more. Now, if you're only getting one person to do that and everybody else is ignoring you, maybe it's not the right thing to do. But if you're getting a flood of people to come in and, and donate to you or purchase from you or follow you or they're, they're commenting on your social media, then you're probably on the right path and keep doing you, fam. So that's what it's all about. Be yourself, but also be willing to be the people that your market want. Um, if you're not finding your market, there, that's, that's a different, that's a totally different question because I mean, what if the market isn't sustainable? Like if, if you're happy with the same 10 people coming in every single day and, and commenting on your, your materials or, you know, only having 10 purchasers or 10, you know, subscribers, if that's what makes you happy, be happy. Um, but if you're trying to set up something where you're making money, then you have to really understand and cater to the market. Now, the market isn't always going to be receptive. Maybe the market isn't big enough. You, if the market's just not big enough, if there isn't enough people out there to be sustainable, then it is time to look at what you're doing and, and find a different market because that, that's not how to, you just can't do a business if there's not enough people there. So that's a consideration. And there's a lot of consideration. I, I mean, no one video here, like this video is what, 10 minutes or so? No one video is gonna be able to give you everything you need to know in order to like nail this down. I might be able to give you a hint or a tip or a trick that like gets you in the right direction, but it really is up to you to do more research. It's, it all comes down to research and learning what's going on out there. Market research, there's a reason why uh, MBAs, Masters of Business Administration, spend most of their time learning how to research 
what they're doing, not necessarily implementation. That's a part of it, but the research is the big part because with the research, you're able to, to craft your strategy, whether it's a business plan, a marketing plan, or what have you. Once you have those in place, all you got to do is follow the plan, but without the research, there's no plan. So, you know, take the time, figure out what it is you're supposed to do, who it is you're supposed to be talking, how you're supposed to be talking to them, how you're supposed to be dressed, what kinds of material you're supposed to be putting out for that market that you're aiming for. And you should have in advance chosen the market you want to target. My target market is gamerpreneurs. I'm very clear that I want people who are entrepreneurially minded, who are looking to make money outside of a normal nine to five. It makes it very easy for me to target my material because all I have to do is put out that type of material that will resonate with that market. If I start putting out, uh, just as an example, like uh, material that was pro um, LGBTQ, all right? If I was putting out that material, I'm not necessarily targeting gamerpreneurs. Now, if I made LGBTQ material that matched up with gamerpreneurs, right? Like I have like the, the, the you know, LGBTQ entrepreneurs, uh, gamerpreneurs, right? Gamerpreneurs. I could, I could potentially like target that audience there that way. Um, but that's not what I'm doing. I, I'm kind of more focused on gamerpreneurs, you know, uh, entrepreneurially minded gamers generally, as just as an example. And so figure out for you, what is that? Who are that? Uh, one of my uh, past guests, uh, someone I keep in touch with quite regularly, Immolated Souls. I love Immolated. He's very clear that his market is heavy metal loving gamers, like people who like heavy metal and want to talk about heavy metal and engage in content that talk, you know, is, is centered around heavy metal. And so it makes it very easy for him to, to market because he knows who his people are. Same for you. You need to figure out who your people are. That way you can figure out what you have to be to cater to that market. And I'm sure I've, I've beat this horse to death. So I'm going to sign out. Remind you all, organization is the enemy of sloth. I bring this up in every single one of my solo podcasts here because it's so true. Like almost every topic I, I talk about comes back to the fact that if you really want to develop something, you have to be more organized about yourself and about the way you're living and about the way you're, you're, you're going about it. Because with organization, you're going to have strategies and plans and processes in place that will get you there faster. All right. All right. So guys and gals and non-gender non-binary, gender neutral, everybody's. Don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. <laughs>